yeast and dough. You might have done this at home, you might have done it at school, you get some flour, some water, some oil or butter, you throw in some yeast, they're all right in a moment, then you mix it, you knead it, and then you put it in your cabinet, and then you put it in a warm place. And very simply, in a little, goes a long way. So two pictures that teach us some things about God's kingdom. God's kingdom is not geographic. It's not an area of this world. God's kingdom is his rule and reign. It's where he's in charge. It's where his will is done. And this theme of kingdom, this theology of kingdom, runs throughout the Bible. You see it as a thread that goes throughout the Old Testament and the New Testament. Jesus spoke more about God's kingdom than about anything else. Than about anything else. He spoke more about God's kingdom. And for us in the vineyard family of churches, the kingdom is the primary theological lens through which we understand this world. It shapes who we are. It shapes what we do. And so what do these very simple stories tell us about God's kingdom? I want to share three things. The first is this, is that God's kingdom is invasive. God's kingdom is invasive. I read up a gardening book last week, because I'm, I'm different into gardening. I'm, I don't understand it so much. This is what it said about mustard seeds. It said, as soon as mustard plants begin to seed, pull them up, or they will produce a great number of seeds and sow themselves all over the garden. It's invasive. And that's Jesus' point. And the picture of the yeast again talks about this invasive nature of God's kingdom. The yeast works right through the dough. And Jesus is reminding us, he's telling us that God's kingdom is invading our world. And his kingdom is to invade every part of our lives. You remember the movie sharing a few weeks ago that C.S. Lewis, um, he, 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 he described God as the great interferer. He's invasive. He doesn't ask for permission. He just interferes in our lives. You know, we can be minding our own business and he puts his finger on something in our lives that he wants to invade. It might be in our finances, in our relationships, in our sex lives, whatever it is, in our families, in our jobs, in our careers. God invades. That's what his kingdom is like. When Jesus returns, the invasion will be complete. Everything will be made new again. But until then, the kingdom continues to invade. Secondly, God's kingdom is transformative. We see that in the stories that Jesus told, yeah? You've got a little seed that grows into a great big tree. You've got a little bit of yeast which transforms the dough that it is mixed into. And you see that throughout the life of Jesus. If you read the gospel stories, wherever Jesus went, he released change and transformation. People's lives were healed. They were set free. Even the dead were raised to life. God's kingdom is transformative. And thirdly, God's kingdom is expansive. The mustard seed grows to a tree. The yeast rises throughout the dirt. God's kingdom always brings more. It always
doors would you love him to open in the future? Thank you. 
kingdom. You see, there's lots of different thoughts on kingdom life, but they substitute life. There's lots of substitutes. And the life of a disciple is also about learning and growing in what I call self-feeding. What I mean by that is this. I can't engage with the Bible for anyone else other than myself, really, on an ongoing basis. And no one can do it for me. Often cannot engage with the Bible for me. My small group leaders, Tim and Rachel, cannot engage with the Bible for me. My best friends, however well-meaning they are, cannot do it for me. I have to keep on learning and growing ways of feeding on God's Word for myself. And I believe that we all have to do the same. We have to learn how to feed ourselves in God's Bible. You see, one of the things that I know is that as I do that, and as I seek God's kingdom, and as I do what I can to position myself so that a little bit of God's kingdom gets into my life, I know that a little goes a long way. Just a little bit will go a long way. As we journey on as followers of Jesus, one of the things that we'll discover is a life-giving principle. And Jesus spoke about it in Matthew chapter 10. If you flip back three chapters, Matthew chapter 10, verse 8, Jesus says to his followers, freely you have received, freely give. In other words, don't stay in that place of just receiving the things of the kingdom for yourself. Give them away. It's wonderful what God gives into our lives. But Jesus reminded us, don't stay in that place. There is always more, so you don't have to worry about not getting more. Freely give. Because a little goes a long way. 
space. It's not. Many of you would have brought items like this uh, for food storehouse. There's a collection point at the back where we uh, collect non-perishable food items to give to families in need throughout the week. And two weeks ago, I was uh, I'm part of the storehouse team that serves on a Saturday, so it is the week that I serve. So I was in here, um, and a lady came in on that Saturday morning, and she started to tell me her story. Um, and two or three years ago, her life took a, a spiral downhill. A um, number of circumstances contributed to that. Um, but a friend of her um, reminded her. I mean, the lady that I was talking to, she was a Christian, but a friend of hers reminded her that she needed to stay humble. And so she was uh, given a referral to Storehouse by her social worker, and she said, okay, I'm going to do the humble thing, I'm going to say yes to that, I'm going to reach out for some people that can help me. So she came in to Storehouse one Thursday, and she met a lady called Alice. Now, Alice is in uh, Storehouse every Thursday. She works for a charity called First Steps, and she provides a vet and benefit advice to people who need that. And the lady that I was chatting to, her, her debt was significant, or was significant. It was well in excess of £10,000. What she told me two weeks ago was that she now has a debt relief order in place, and her debt will be completely cancelled in one year's time. And it started with a can of this. See, a little goes a long way. A little goes a long way. A little can be hugely transformative because God's kingdom is invasive, transformative, and expansive. If you're able, could I invite you to stand? Why don't we just bow our heads for a moment? I said I'd give opportunity for any here that haven't said yes to Jesus before. Or maybe you're here this morning and you may have been brought up a Christian all of your life, been part of a Christian home. But if you're really honest with yourself, you may say, I've never said yes to Jesus for myself. I've never taken that step personally for myself. And I think one of the things that you've heard me talk about this morning is there is this abundant life that Jesus has for each and every one of us. A life that will turn our lives the right way up again. That will bring us to a more spacious place where we can experience the blessing and life of God. And so I'd love to pray a very simple prayer. And if you're in that place of having never uh, taken a step of saying yes to Jesus before, you can make this prayer your own. And I would invite you to do that in these moments. So let's pray. Lord Jesus, thank you that you invite us into the most extraordinary life. And Jesus, I acknowledge this morning that I can't get to that life on my own. I don't have the keys. In fact, Lord, I know there are things that I have done wrong in my life that separate me from your abundant life. But Jesus, I'm incredibly grateful that you have made a way for me to become part of your kingdom. Jesus, thank you that you died for me to pay my debt in full. And so, Jesus, 
I say thank you. And I say yes to your new life. Jesus, I turn from an old life and I embrace a new way of life. I open the door of my heart to you. And Jesus, I ask that you would fill me right now with your fullness of life. Fill me with your Holy Spirit, releasing into my life the power of eternity to invade every part of my life, to transform my life utterly, and to cause me to live in a spacious place of your blessing, an expansive place of freedom, of new life in you. And so, Jesus, I say yes to you, my King. as we've got our heads bowed, eyes closed, can I just ask that if you prayed that prayer for the first time this morning, that you simply look up, I'm going to look around and you just catch my eye. And I ask you to do that simply so that you know that you've taken a step this morning, that it was real. And secondly, because I would love just for us to connect after the service this morning. So if you've taken that step in some way this morning of saying yes to Jesus, then just catch my eye as I look around. want to open your eyes. You might want to keep them closed, but it's entirely up to you. Ash, do you want to come on back?